In Thursday's City Council meetings, Troy approved plans to replace lead water service lines. Before the meeting, the Troy DSA put out uh, what you need to know bulletin about Troy's plan. And co-chair of the Troy DSA, Mark Speedy, was also present at Thursday's City Council meetings. Today, we have Mark here with us on the Hudson Mohawk Magazine to discuss what's been happening with the lead service lines in Troy and the plan for replacement. So Mark, thank you for joining us today on the Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Great to be here. From your understanding, explain where the city's plan is at to replace service lines that are made of lead. The city is uh, still in sort of early phases trying to identify all of the lead service lines in the city. But at this past city council meeting, they did make a big step, which is that they, uh, one, approved funds. uh, So the use of uh, funds from the American Rescue Plan, as well as uh, the grant money that we had uh, been allocated uh, five years ago, but have not touched. They have taken the necessary steps as a city council to approve those for use in uh, replacing lead service lines. They also set out uh, a number of rules uh, for the DPU to follow um, in order to uh, progress with their identification process and with the replacement of lead service lines, outlining sort of the rules uh, of operation for them. Notably, uh, that includes that uh, they will be able to have the right to enter someone's home upon request to check their service line, determine if it is lead. Also, they have the ability to uh, shut off someone's water if they're not complying, if they don't let the DPU agent in, or if uh, they are you know, refusing access to actually replace the lead service line. So those are some sort of harsh measures, but in good news, like this is still a, a step forward for them. And we do have the funds allocated uh, and a plan to uh, start uh, replacing them. So all of this sort of came to light, even though the city got this money allocated in 2018, they got $500,000, which clearly is not enough money to deal with the whole entire problem of the quantity of lead service lines that are uh, projected to exist in Troy. But this all sort of came to light recently because of public pressure? Or were you involved at all in sort of understanding how this has become an urgent issue five years after the city got the money? Yeah, so I mean, it it sort of started in uh, some sort of back channels. I think it initially started with uh, a mother who uh, found out that her child had elevated blood lead levels and uh, had a lead service line and was trying to uh, figure out uh, how to get that managed. Um, And so she starts looking into it and finds some articles from five years ago saying that the city was allocated this money and can't find anything about a program developed since then. And it's then that she starts asking around with some other people and, you know, eventually some community groups uh, come together and uh, start to investigate, realize what happened and uh, start coming up with a public pressure campaign. So Timber, the community advocacy group, was one of the first ones to put out a statement breaking down the funding that they had received and how other municipalities in the state have already spent all of their funding and even, in some cases, gotten more grant funding uh, by showing that they were able to spend theirs effectively. Armed with that information, a lot of 
uh, other community groups got behind it and were able to start putting pressure on the council and the mayor to to really take action. And so in this city council meeting, just this last Thursday, we had this $500,000 in grant money from 2018. The city also, as you mentioned, plans to allocate $1.6 million from ARPA funding or American Rescue Plan funding. And then they also passed that $1 million that is already part of the utilities department money. So extra money they have in the bank account will be used toward this water replacement line. In the week before, the mayor also outlined that there would be a possible rate increase. Has that been dropped from the plan? Do you know? So I'm not aware of the current status of that proposal. I think it it might be on hold at the moment because they're still trying to determine whether it's actually constitutionally allowed for them to spend city money in that way on replacing lead service lines, which are technically private property. Um, So in the New York State Constitution, that's not technically allowed. But we at Troy DSA would really uh, prefer to see more of the funding coming from grant money and other potential revenue sources. We have seen some proposals for increasing pilots. Um, Those are payments in lieu of taxes uh, that are negotiated with nonprofit organizations. So like RPI, Russell Sage, uh, Samaritan, these very large employers in Troy who are not legally required to pay any taxes. Uh, they have the funds to uh, you know, potentially contribute to this. Because those are not technically taxes, the city has the ability to allocate those for the lead pipe replacement. Um, so I think that's a really appealing avenue to investigate as well. Great. Uh, Troy DSA had put out a bulletin uh, with your input of going into Thursday's meeting. What is your reaction now after that meeting? The primary things that we are are trying to focus on as DSA is, uh, you know, one, making sure this uh, this funding and this lead replacement program happens uh, quickly and happens equitably. Uh, Their current plan, uh, as they proposed it, stated that they were going to take 15 years. Um, We think that's an unacceptably long amount of time, considering uh, the the pace at which other municipalities have been able to accomplish their uh, lead line replacement programs. The other thing that we really care about as DSA is tenants' rights, though. That is something that has been left out of some of the conversations, particularly because even though Troy is a majority renter city, the city council is a majority owner city council. I believe we only have uh, one renter on the city council right now. We brought some questions to them that tried to get to the heart of that. Namely, I think the thing that we are most concerned about is a duty to report. DPU, as of right now, If they identify a lead service line in someone's uh, apartment, they are not required to report to all tenants in that building that there was a lead service line discovered. And DPU, uh, after hearing that feedback, basically said that they couldn't do that because it's too hard. Um, They don't have a good way to actually identify or reach out to all the tenants in a building. They don't have access to all of those uh, individual doors. But I I think that that is a sort of cynical uh, approach to it. We we don't think that we can definitely do it for everyone. So we're not going to have a policy in place to even try. 
I would really like to see them adding an additional policy that at least says that they need to, uh, you know, make a good faith effort to contact all of the uh, residents in a building, inform them that they have a lead service line and the risks of it and the steps they can take to mitigate those risks. You gave public comment at the city council meeting on Thursday night. I heard you mention that you wanted to participate in encouraging community participation in the data collection of what type of service line people have. What would that look like? And what else does the DSA have planned now related to uh, the lead service lines? Yeah, um, great question. So um, our plans are are still in the works. I don't have all the details yet, um, but we are hoping to uh, essentially do a, a public information session uh, at a community organized location and then potentially go canvassing. So taking some uh, flyers and going knocking door to door, telling people, hey, if you haven't checked, if you have a lead service line yet, you should do so. Here is the the form on the website that you can fill out right now to submit whether or not you have one. We'll try to focus on disadvantaged areas, most likely South Troy or North Central um, to uh, really get the word out to the disadvantaged communities who uh, are most likely to be affected by this. Great. Mark, I want to make sure that I give you the last word. Is there anything I didn't ask you about that you want to say? This uh, situation is uh, a great example of how community organizing can get real change. This was something that the city has been inactive on for five years. And after, you know, effective community organizing, after getting a lot of people to show up to City Hall to give feedback we have uh, some of the fastest action I have ever seen the city council take on anything. And so I think it's uh, really valuable for people to uh, look at this and see it as an example of how to get involved, how to you know really push forward on an issue. Um, and if you are interested in uh, helping us uh, do that kind of advocacy, uh, definitely uh, check out uh, Troy DSA. We are on all socials as Troy DSA. Shoot us an email, info at troydsa.org. And we'll also be sharing more information about uh, that uh, community uh, planned event around lead service lines on those as well. So uh, keep an eye out for those.